Hi, everybody. Jose Palomino here with another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. And our guest today is Kristen Noel. And Kristen runs a digital marketing agency with a particular focus on empowering organizations to leverage content simply through all the different digital mechanisms available to us today. So we're going to talk about practical ways to think about it strategically, practical ways to do some of the things that need to be done, and ways to approach this without being overwhelmed or blown out by too, you know budget demands for things that are like Spielberg productions. Not necessary. It's really about finding an authentic voice for you and your company uh, as you go into the marketplace and connect with people in a way that increasingly the market's going to require from anybody selling anything. So listen carefully as we listen and learn from Kristen Noel today. Well, welcome, Kristen, to Business Growth on Purpose. Hey, Jose. Thank you for having me. Well, Kristen, uh, for our audience, just tell us a little bit about what you do and who you do it for. Absolutely. So I am a copywriter. I own a digital marketing agency called Kaya Digital. And um, we help companies bring the life to their online presence. And what that means is we help you show up with strategy, systems, and soul in your content so that you can start attracting more people, more eyes, more buyers. And what we do is we really help you create human to human content that really centers around storytelling and bringing more oomph to your online presence um, in a way that never loses sight of your brand's core essence. So I partner with CEOs, startup execs, and solopreneurs, and I help you grow your business through content that feels fulfilling, that feels human, that feels real. And um, yeah, and we help, we also provide workshops. We also provide content, how-to demonstrations, and we really just want to make it fun. So all things content and, you know, Absolutely. I love it. And I love the, uh, the, the, the word with some oomph. Right. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, it's interesting. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is uh, a lot of our audience uh, is probably not everybody, but a lot of our audience tend to come from a more industrial background, B2B. They make machines, they provide technical services, they're engineers and so on. Yeah. So when you think about copywriting for somebody making like a conveyor belt, mm -hmm. it's a little challenging to come up with the oomph in something like that, you know, if you're selling right. like sneakers, you could, you could, there's all kinds of things you could do around, around a pair of sneakers or, or clothing or things, those kind of right. brands and products lend themselves to oomph and sexiness. And it's all mm -hmm. kind of cool, but a conveyor belt, trust me, I've been around them for a long <laughs> part of my career. Not, a, not as sexy. Right. So, right. Uh -huh. so how would you, you know, start, let's just take it at the very highest level, start talking to somebody who's running a company like that, that does, you know, really like metal things and hard things. How would they develop a content voice that might make a difference for their business? Right, right. Great question. So I would always start with the people, both the people in the company, as well as the people you serve those customers really get to know them. Every Everybody has a personality, right? So it's about figuring out a personality for your business 
you know, just because something you sell might be considered, quote unquote, boring to some people or not necessarily sexy. There's always a personality that you can uncover or that you can create for the brand. And I think one of the best ways to go about that is by kind of mirroring some of the personality traits of the people that you work with, the people that your company might serve or the people on your team, you know, the people who are producing these things. So really just having conversations with them and pulling out those traits and then kind of inserting those traits into your brand voice is a really good way to it's a really good way to give it more oomph when you think that okay nobody might care or nobody's going to read this but there are ways that you can pull in little personality traits and jazz up the the copywriting or the content that you're creating for that product so you might you might focus on let's say for the just to continue the same example, mm-hmm. you might focus on the folks on the assembly line and mm-hmm. their stories. Yes. Something like that, which makes it more exactly. human. Exactly. So you could do team highlight videos. You could talk about, you know, what they might like outside of work and then connect it back to what they're doing here, you know, on the assembly line. So telling their stories and talking about why what they do is so important and then kind of pulling in what it leads to, you know, like what are we creating here Um, and highlighting the end product as well. And that helps people see like, oh, okay, these are real people building this. Um, It has a very real use. This is the end product. And now I can see the behind the scenes of how it all came together. Well, you know, one of the interesting challenges right now in just about all of business, but especially in in uh, industrial B2B and so on, is all these supply chain challenges. So I could see a real benefit in highlighting that, hey, we're here and these are real people doing real things. And that creates a little bit more trust and I think safety or comfort if you're a buyer. OK, mm-hmm. I know who I'm dealing with. So that seems like really great advice as far as that goes. So, yeah. So so that same, you know, CEO leadership team, again, and whether it's manufacturing, professional services, you know, it could be a CPA firm or something. They don't typically think of themselves and, and candidly, because I've seen their writing, they're not copywriters. They shouldn't try that. Right. <laughs> so, so how do you help somebody? First of all, like when you start working with somebody and you realize, you know, I'm sure sometimes people show you stuff they're very proud of mm-hmm. and you know, it ain't so good. <laughs> <laughs> it needs a lot of work. I mean, how do you bridge the gap for somebody to what should somebody be looking for in terms of like their web copy? How important is that social things like that? And how would you help them kind of get their heads wrapped around what needs to be done? Right. So how important it is? Well, it's really only important if it's important to you as a company to use this as a channel for growing your audience and growing your awareness. Um, For certain businesses, maybe social and maybe content and your online presence isn't super important. However, if you're thinking about growth, it's kind of like the easiest thing to think about because everybody's online. There's so much opportunity. There's so much um, specific demographic targeting that you can do online. So I'll say if you do want to grow your brand awareness and if you do want to grow your sales, then yes, being online is super important um, because there's a lot of scaling that you can do if you do it the right way. So one of the ways that I help people bridge the gap 
is by first like doing an audit, you know, like we'll come in and we'll do a content audit or we'll do an online audit. We'll take a look like a lot of times, especially with um, the industrial type of companies, manufacturing companies, their online presence might be non-existent or very low. They have a website from the 90s and everything. And they're like, well, our business doesn't really work online like that. We, you know, that's not really that important to us. Um, but when you think about kind of like modernizing your business and putting on that, um, just getting more um, caught up, you know, to technology, to online trends, you do want to have a refined online presence. And it's a way to stand out because a lot of, you know, a lot of your competitors might not be um, building their audience on TikTok, for example, or making a beautiful, effective online sales funnel. But you will see that, you know, if you do do some of these things and if you do them the right way, you can see a lot of um, growth for your company, revenue growth, brand awareness and all of that. So and, I do think what, it's important if you want to grow. And, and, mm -hmm. and Krista, what I've heard when I, I've heard that pushback, when I've mm -hmm. made recommendations around, you need to do, we need to amp up our, 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 our digital game. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I'll hear that pushback. Well, you know, it's not really how our business is done. And so on. I said, well, mm -hmm. let me just ask you a question. Thought experiment. Mm -hmm. If somebody you don't know today and you're that you could serve was looking for somebody like you, what would they do? And they pause and I said, well, I'd Google it. And I said, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where they'd start. Right. In the old days, when I say the old days, I'm old enough to refer to, you know, 20 years ago, they might have said the answer to the question would have been, well, they would, they'd ask around mm -hmm. or they'd go to a trade show. Mm -hmm. I don't hear that any. I, I hear that's mm -hmm. like a supplemental yeah. But what I hear is, no, they go, oh, they, they go on their phone or they go mm -hmm. immediately. And I said, well, that's the whole point. Right. So right. that's exactly what you're, I mean, and what are they going to find? If they're going to find your 1998 design, <laughs> you know, website, what does mm -hmm. that say about you? Right. Mm -hmm. if, if that's where you're at. So mm -hmm. very, very interesting. So when we look at, and you mentioned TikTok, for example, uh, there's a lot of things happening, changing, um, you know, it wasn't more than it feels like probably less than two years ago that Instagram was the thing. And then now yeah. it's it's not the thing anymore. It's TikTok. Or something. <laughs> right. You know, so somebody listening to this might say, man, this all sounds very heady, but how do we possibly keep up with all these things? That's not mm -hmm. really what we're about. I mean, mm -hmm. how do you respond to somebody who thinks that it's not worth trying because it's just too too complex, too much stuff going on? Yeah, so I would say first, you can always partner with the experts. You don't have to feel like you have to stay on top of all the trends, all the latest social media, online tools. Partner, partner with um, freelancers or content marketing agencies, number one. But um, thinking about, you know, it's just a lot to come, a lot to keep up with. The business landscape is always changing. It's always evolving. And, you know, I might be young, but I know that it's harder today than it was to stand out. You know, there's so much access that we have to other businesses and competitors now. So if you do want to keep your business ahead um, and, you know, stay on top of the market, these are things that you do want, you want to be thinking about because um, otherwise, you know, you might get left behind. It's just another issue to think about as to, you know, are we going to make it in the next 10 to 20 years down the road? Um, and the companies that are thinking long-term are definitely thinking about how to amp up that, that digital presence that they have. 
And, and you know, when there's a need, there's a way, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. when the pandemic hit, things like Zoom, GoToMeeting, Teams, they all existed. They've existed mm-hmm. forever. And even in my practice, reaching out to people via those means, a lot of times I say, no, well, why don't you come to the office and visit us instead? And it was always, it kept me more regional. In the last three years, it became, you know, I'm working with people all over the world mm-hmm. because everybody had to, in a period of like 30 days, get up to speed on this stuff. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They found they could, right? Like, so yeah. if there's a need, you can find it. But one area that I think is particularly relevant in terms of content, and I'd like just get your feedback on maybe how to approach it. A lot of times when people do a technical service, so they make a machine or physical mm-hmm. thing that has to be sold. One of the things that's very effective is just showing people the thing, like doing a video and so mm-hmm. on. But people are put off and afraid because of in the past, doing something like that meant hiring a big, you know, videographer firm and, and it's like just doing the shoot and, mm-hmm. and you're blowing through 10 grand to get, you know, two minutes of B-roll. Right. How different are things today for that person? Who maybe doesn't, I mean, you know, good. If you have the money to spend, spend it, right. but let's say yeah. you don't, what could you do to get video on the web? Is that doable? Or is that a good right. idea? Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a good idea to, um, to kind of DIY it in a sense and not saying like you, you know, the person doing it yourself, but instead of hiring a huge team, like you don't need a $10,000 budget to, to create this video to run as a commercial. You can grab your phone, you can have your marketing coordinators grab their phones and film some content and put together a 30 second reel. And that's the good thing about TikTok and Instagram these days is the algorithms are favoring short form content, short form video content, and you don't have to show up perfectly polished. Um, A lot of times, some of the accounts that grow the fastest are the ones that are just consistently putting out short videos. So you can produce a short quality video with the iPhone, with your Android, you know? So it's really just getting in there, kind of showing the behind the scenes, having a marketing coordinator on your team, put out quality, consistent, um, short form videos, and boom, there you have it. You know, that is a really solid content strategy right there. You don't, you don't need like the fancy production team these days. Now you said uh, consistent, right? So Mm -hmm. the other thing uh, I've seen happen is where somebody puts a lot of effort into getting, okay, we got five clips done, right? That should last us what, two years? Or is it it more of a mindset that you have to get Mm -hmm. into? Yes, it's a mindset and it is a process. It's a standard process that you have to build into your team operations. You know, finding um, finding that team or that person who can really commit to creating that content and making it part of their weekly schedule. You know, maybe on a Monday, somebody is coming in and batch creating content and then they spend the rest of the week editing, publishing and engaging online. But you really do want to build it in so it's not just, oh, we're working on this once a quarter. But honestly, you really want to be working on it weekly. Okay, so weekly, the having content show up again more frequently is important. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So now, um, what about like longer form written content, right? So there's, yes. there, at one point, everybody said you got to write 3,000 words authoritative blog post on a particular mm-hmm. subject. 
Mm-hmm. And no, no, no. What now everybody wants, you want short and pithy and it's almost, you're basically tweeting out your content, right? So, mm-hmm. so what's true? What, what, what is the right, is there a right way? Is there a best approach to, yeah. and this obviously ties into SEO and being, uh, being Google friendly so that you can rank, but right. also so you can communicate something important to mm-hmm. the audience you're trying to communicate with. So, mm-hmm. so what have you found to be like best practices today? Yes. And honestly, it depends. It depends on your industry. I mean, there's no one answer. <laughs> there's no one answer. I wish I wish I could say, yes, just write five, five thousand word articles and you're great. You, you'll show up on the first page of Google. But no, it doesn't work like that. It does depend on a lot of different factors. But um, blog content and writing articles is still important. You do still want to, uh, especially if um, your industry is important for showing up on Google, you know, you do want to have really strong, in-depth and insightful articles on your website that describe the process of what you do, that describe, um, you know, why somebody should look to your company versus your competitors, for example. Um, Some of those questions that your customers might be having during their buying journey, you want to write articles and blog posts about that. And that will definitely help you show up higher on Google. Um, And so the word count isn't as important these days. Um, It's just how often are people searching for that thing? And does this article adequately answer their question in a meaningful and insightful way? So somebody listening to this says, well, I don't know what people are searching for. What's some easy ways for them to get Maybe not to become like a, this SEO expert, but to at least right. have a fighting chance of understanding what people are looking for. Yeah. So honestly, my favorite way is to have personal um, one-on-one conversations with your ideal client personas. You know, the people who you've identified as these are our best customers. Um, I heard you in one of your recent episodes talk about like, if you could just clone these, you know, four to five customers. So it's those having those conversations um, and figuring out where they, what was their problem, where they were on their buyer's journey. What were some of the things that they were considering when they were thinking about purchasing with your company Um, and having a long, long conversation anywhere from, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, if you can. Um, with these people to uncover some of those questions about what was going through their mind, what they maybe have tried um, before arriving at your solution, what were some of the things that they might have been hesitant about before purchasing with you. And so having these conversations, asking those questions, being really, really curious about the whole process of you know, what brought them to you? What problem are you solving? How are you helping them achieve their goal? Pulling those out can give you tons of content ideas for the type of articles that you should write. And, you know, you can do research, you can do keyword research and um, have somebody help you figure out like how to use those tools, like those SEO tools. But I think one of the best things that you can really do is having in-depth having in-depth conversations and asking questions to some of your best customers um, and people who are thinking about becoming a customer. Like when you're doing the sales conversations and when you're having discovery, make sure that people on your sales team are talking to people on your marketing team so that you can understand what questions those potential customers are asking. Yeah. By the way, that's like getting dogs and cats to get along. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Why do we never talk to each other? <laughs> they, 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 it's it's interesting. Well, some companies are so small they really don't have that separation. It's like all hands mm-hmm. on deck. But but I I love the advice. It's it's very. Um, when, I'll use a term, and I'm always careful when I use it because it can sound like I'm saying something else. Like it's uh, it's basic, but what I really mean to say by saying basic, it's fundamental, it's foundational. It's mm-hmm. like what you have to do. And and I can't tell you over the years in in my practice working with business owners, how hard it's been to get them to to just say we'll make ten calls mm-hmm. to ten of our best customers and just have a simple conversation with them. Right to learn something we don't know because they, they've been working with these customers for 10 years and it's very transactional. It's very mm-hmm. just doing, instead of asking the kind of questions you're, you're, you're talking about. So it's uh, it's foundational in the sense that your car needs brakes. You should, everyone should have it, right? <laughs> because otherwise yes. it's not so much fun. <laughs> so that, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So as, as you look out over the next, you know, we've come out of this pandemic, the world kind of got turned upside down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or a lot, a lot of it in some places. As you look out over the next year or two, from a marketing point of view, from a connecting with an audience point of view, what do you see as being like the important thing every owner, every leader in a business should be paying attention to? What do you see coming down the pike? What do you see is important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, as we've seen, the challenges the business challenges, the societal challenges, they, they're not slowing down, right? Like they're not going anywhere. It's always going to be, I think, an increasingly more difficult environment that we're working in. So we do have to work hard. We do have to pay attention to what's out there and what people are doing and you know, how can I continue to grow? It's no longer the minimum, you know, it's no longer um, just hire people and boom, like we have a company. You really have to think about the environment that you're creating, the team dynamics, the company culture, and how you show up online is a huge part of that. You know, people when you're high, when you're going to hire guess what people are going to? They're going to Glassdoor, they're going to your website, they're looking Mm. up the reviews, and they're going to your social media pages. Um, They want to really know the behind the scenes. They want to know how that, how that, what they do plays an impact on your bottom line and your customers' lives. And these are all things that your content can help you with. Your content can help you highlight your company culture. Your content can help you highlight um, the people that you work with. And it can also help highlight the customers and how their lives are impacted. And that's really what it's about. It's about bringing in that human aspect um, and not just saying like, oh, here's our product. Here's the cool features, which, yeah, you want your content to do that too. But again, what is that human voice behind the brand who are the people that are making this company run? Who are the people that are making it successful? And what role does your company play in making people's lives better? And that's, you know, that's going to be super important when you really think about the future of growing your business. Wow. So I know a lot of people listening are probably thinking, well, boy, I never have to worry about all of that. But, <laughs> but I, I agree a million percent because it's also, it's partly generational, but basically the people who are going to be in our companies and the people we're going to be selling to are concerned about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the human factors do matter. 
And we have to put, and, and now what, you know, the beauty of where we are now in terms of what we could do digitally is we can put that out there in a way that was impossible to do 10 years ago, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. But now, not only is it possible, it's expected is, is what I'm hearing from you. So, so Krista, first of all, thank you for stopping by Business Growth on Purpose. Really appreciate it. Yeah. And if somebody listening uh, to this interview wanted to know more about you and your work, where should they go to find out more or to uh, connect with you? Absolutely. I would love to connect with anybody who found this helpful. Please add me on LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn at Kristen Noel Wiggins, or just you can search Kristen Wiggins. And I spell my name K-R-I-S-T-E-N, last name Wiggins, W-I-G-G-I-N-S. Um, but my company, you can find my website at knoeldigital.com. That's K-N-O-E-L-L-E digital.com. Um, and also I do offer a free content audit. Um, I typically offer about five free audits a month to interested business owners who want to develop more of an online presence, but they don't know where to start or they want to know how good their content is currently ranking, you know, how does my website look or how does my social media, how, how is my email marketing? So I would love to audit any piece of your content funnel or your strategy. Um, and you can claim that by going to kristinnoel.com slash audit. Oh, okay. You've made it real easy. And Kristen mm -hmm. Noel, thank you so much for stopping by Business Growth on Purpose. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jose. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you have an amazing day on purpose. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose. If you like the show, hit subscribe and leave us a review to help other people find the podcast. And if you're ready to take the next step in driving intentional growth for your business, come check out what we're doing at valueprop.com. We've developed industry-leading programs and systems to help B2B owners take control of their growth. Until then, thanks for listening to another episode of Business Growth on Purpose.